from the hip. Welcome, everyone, to From the Hip, where we have unscripted conversations from a biblical worldview. It is season two, episode 15 of From the Hip, and I'm joined here with my very good friend, Caleb Peterson, and a very special guest, Mrs. Julia Peterson. Hello to you both. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm well. Julia, how are you? I'm great. Good. You guys had a big couple of weeks, huh? Yes. <laughs> so how long have you been married now? Two weeks? 12 days. 12 days. So Close. not quite two weeks. No, we're really... You're pros. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We've got it down. Well, good. So uh, the the wedding was wonderful. My wife and I were there. We got a chance to get away at least for the one night, drove up to Michigan, uh, of course, we had Judah in tow, mm-hmm. um, but still, it was a great opportunity for us just to get away, and then you guys had the honeymoon, which I've heard good things about, and uh, so, but there was something that happened that mm-hmm. may not be what you think. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I was, that was talking to my uh, listeners. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but there was something else that happened, Yes. so tell us about that, because that's a fun story. Yeah, it was like Wednesday afternoon. Suddenly the water shut off. In the we were up in a cabin out in the mountains and the water shut off. And anyway, so we couldn't we couldn't use the sinks, we couldn't use the the shower. There was no water in the toilet. To flush the toilet, I had to go out to the hot tub, get a gallon of water and like dump it into <laughs> the toilet and stuff like that. But anyway, it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. I, 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 f- I feel like it was Thursday, but maybe I have the days wrong. It might have been Wednesday. Yeah, it may have been Wednesday. Uh, we got the, the water came back on in the morning. And we had no, it was not rusty or anything like that. It was very clear. And uh, Julia wanted to take a shower. But going into the bathroom, uh, just quickly from the side of my, my eye, I see something crawl across the the shower like you know there's like just a little opening with the curtain and the shower and you can just see a little but this little thing just like crawled right by and i was like julia you are not taking a shower (laughs) and i had no idea what it was so i go over there and open up the curtain a little bit and there's this tiny little like quarter-sized scorpion trying his best to get out of the shower because like there's this little lip and he there's no way he can get out and it's wet and stuff because the water was already running but yeah there's this tiny little scorpion uh that had to have come up out of the drain because there's no other way there was no way he could have gotten into the shower from outside of it and then there's no way he could have come from the actual like uh the head of the the shower so it had to have come up the drain because there was no water going through it for like 24 hours so anyway so that was the great. yeah that was the that was quite the surprise but you had an early opportunity in your marriage to step up and come to the, the aid man. and the protection yeah. of your wife. Yeah. And that's yep. that's a good thing. And here so. she is telling me, go get something to squish it. I'm like, no, I don't want to touch it. So I got I got a bowl and filled it up with a little bit of water. And I put it, I got it in the bowl. 
And then we just drowned it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I filled it with water, put the scorpion out. Outside, way outside, way far. Out in the sun, (laughs) and the thing just burnt and drowned to death. Scorpions are edible. You could have cooked it. Well, we missed out on that opportunity. Yeah, they're edible. Aren't they poisonous, though? Don't you? you They're venomous. Venomous. There's a difference between venomous and poisonous. I don't understand that. Poisonous, like a poison dart frog. Yeah. You, it, it's harmful even if you touch it. It's poisonous. Poison ivy. Is yeah. poisonous. Yeah. It's harmful if you touch it. Venomous. You can. You could have picked up theoretically picked up that scorpion, and if it didn't sting you, you'd be fine. Huh? But it's. it's well, yeah, but I didn't know that's different words. Yeah. Then wow, yeah. that's interesting. So snakes, <laughs> yeah. v- venomous snakes. If if you handle it and it doesn't bite you, you're fine. But if it bites you, that's where the trouble starts. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, that makes so, sense. If you touch it, most likely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna. Yeah, but the the act of touching it itself is not gonna hurt. Huh. You. So you can eat it. Uh, that's what I've been told. Huh. Because I wonder if you cook it, if... Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. It was really small. I don't know how much protein it would have actually... Probably not. Uh, ...supplied, but... Yeah, I don't think you would just pick it up and eat it, <laughs> you know. I'm sure there's some process to cook it. I do have stuff. a friend, though, that I would yeah. not be surprised if he did that. So, yeah. He's done that in his backyard before. He found a frog, live frog, jumping around. Actually, it wasn't in his backyard. It was in... I think it was in, the like, a... Indian mounds in Cedarville or something. Just threw it in his mouth, chomped it down. Yep. Wow. He loved Bear Grylls a lot. Was it Man Man versus yeah. Wild and yeah. stuff? So he's like, "This is one of my. This is a moment." Oh and, my goodness. Uh, yeah, he did that. So, anyway, that was yeah. We definitely were not going to do that with Scorpion. Yeah, though, so. I don't blame you. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Uh, perhaps you need to know a little bit about how to do that before you just. <laughs> Pop it in your mouth. But all right. Well, let's talk about the wedding. Yeah. Uh, We really chased a rabbit there, but (laughs) that's okay. I do. I want to go back and talk about the wedding because um, I had an interesting experience when Brooke and I were observing your wedding. So most of the time, um, and, and, you know, having most of my friends being Christian friends and, and being in Christian circles, the vast majority of weddings that I've been to have been. Christian weddings where Mm -hmm. Christ was front and center and the gospel was front and center. Um, But still, most of the time, the main focus is on mainly the bride, but the bride and groom joining together in unity as as weddings are, right? Uh, But the interesting experience that I had with your all's wedding is I was surprised how little I thought about a bride and a groom coming together. Mm -hmm. Um, The and I didn't realize this until after the wedding, but I thought uh, all I could think about and the thing that was primarily on my mind and on my heart was the gospel itself. I mean, through the worship song that you led, Caleb, and uh, the the opening um, dialogue that the pastor uh, mm-hmm. gave. Um, and I mean, just from start to finish, uh, the gospel was was so so much front and center that I, I seldom thought about anything else. Um, and that was a, it was a unique experience, but it was also a really uh, encouraging and, and frankly, just a worshipful experience. Mm-hmm. I left feeling like I had time, I had a time of worship. Um, and so I, I have to believe that that was intentional, that you all crafted it that way on purpose, that that wouldn't happen by accident, I don't think. So the question I wanted to ask you both um, 
Although I get the feeling, Julia, that maybe you and your family did most of the planning. Uh, but how did you do that? How did you craft your wedding in such a way to, to put, to highlight the gospel so much so that that truly was what people were thinking about and experiencing and, and uh, mm-hmm. worshiping? So, yeah, what? Yeah, so it actually goes back to when I met Caleb. Um, and we both, he has, um, clearly, um, his life has been focused on Christ and, uh, especially these last four to six years, I would say Mm -hmm. mostly. And when I met him, even 10, what was it? 10 months, almost 12 months months ago. ago, Um, I could see that, that Christ was the focus of his life. And for me, that was my main goal, is to always have Christ as the focus of my life. And so when we decided to get married, we actually had a conversation. I don't know if you remember this or not, but we had a conversation about the ceremony. And um, we had opposing family views on... Who is going to? Uh, <laughs> who is going to actually? What's the word I'm looking for? Do the wedding. Do the or wedding. Marry us. Yes. Okay. And um, just uh, how it was all going to play out. And Caleb and I privately had come to the conclusion that no matter what, who it was that did it and performed it, um, mm. that it would be a worship service. Yeah. Basically, um, because we wanted we did not want our marriage to be the focus because that's not really in life. That's not what life is about. It's not about marriage. It's about Christ and um, marriage. Obviously, we wanted to show in the ceremony that marriage is a beautiful gift from God. But that's not the main focus Mm. of why Caleb and I are joining our souls together. So. Um, that was the, that, that was already a huge priority when we started. Mm -hmm. So then every piece of that, every, um, part of the ceremony, that was the main focus. So we had the, in the beginning, we had the purity ring ceremony, if you will. It was a very short, um, exchange my dad gave me a purity ring when I was 18 and had my first like real boyfriend and um (laughs) and so I promised my dad that I would remain pure um until I was married and so uh he had given me that ring as as my promise to him Mm -hmm. and so at the ceremony I wanted to be able to give that to Caleb and to show that um, I had fulfilled that promise to my dad, but also just as a um, promise to God and to Christ. So I gave that ring to him, mm-hmm. and hopefully one day he will, he will um, be able to give it to one of our daughters if God... If we have get, daughters. Yeah, if, if Which we I'd have like daughters. to have daughters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after the purity ring... Um, which was a huge part of it. Uh, Pastor David, who did the charge, addressed us. Um, which, I mean, we didn't have so much control over what he said specifically. He asked for, like, certain uh, passages of Scripture, if there were any that were, you know, 
more impactful to us. But the thing about choosing him to do it was knowing him, he's going to keep the focus on Christ. And every time he talks about marriage, it's going to be the thing that God created to be a reflection of Christ in the church. And so, um, so I think the only thing we asked him was to keep it short. So. Yeah. <laughs> so Pastor David is your pastor back home. Is that? He, uh, my he is one of the pastors at my old church. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And also he was my high school principal. Oh wow! And okay. a friend of the family for okay. years. Gotcha. Yeah, because so. their church has a school attached ah, to it. I see. So yes. Okay. He was a pastor and a and you went to that school then. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. So yeah, great. So keep keep going then. Uh, if if you had more. Yeah. Um. Just going through it. Yeah. So the uniting of family, which is uh one of the biggest things that we wanted the focus to be about, because obviously our two families are joining together. Mm-hmm. Um. Which has been great, but um, the uniting, the unity ceremony, I didn't want to do candles. Not that candles are bad, but I'm, I just like to be a little bit different than everyone else. So <laughs> um, I didn't want to do candles, and there was a lot of other things. A lot of people do awesome things. They do the sand, or they build, like they, not build, they don't build a tree. They plant a they tree. They plant yeah. a tree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They construct a tree. <laughs> a tree house, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew that the plant would die in like a week, yeah, so I mixed that idea. You don't have um, a green thumb, huh? <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, so I we chose to um, do communion mm-hmm. with our parents, and uh, that was... Actually, when that idea came to me, I was like, this is exactly what Mm -hmm. Christ would want for this moment. Just because we got to go up with our families, and the first thing we did as a united family was put it back on Christ, was remind ourselves, this is really why we're doing this, because Christ is going to resurrect and er, (laughs) going to come back, and we need to remember what he has done for us. This is the This is the reason why we're getting married, to proclaim the gospel. Mm -hmm. And even though that wasn't said in the ceremony, it was displayed in the way that our parents all came up. And um, I got to give, I got to serve his parents, and he got to serve my parents, Mm -hmm. and then we served each other. And then our two dads prayed. Yeah. And it was beautiful. So help me remember, that was was a, a very private moment just in the midst of your two families right there nobody was mic'd up no. um yeah I, don't, I didn't didn't think i remembered yeah uh, we, hearing the prayers or or any of the exchanges or anything like that so yeah we just had a song playing it's a hymn called he will hold me fast okay which to me was very important because this happened really fast us <laughs> coming together deciding to get married yeah and a lot of people well what we expected was a lot of people would be worried that we don't really know each other. So maybe this is not the wisest decision, but the Lord just made it very clear to us that this was right. And he gave both of us the peace in his sovereignty that if we do mm-hmm. come together in this, it no matter how much you know someone before you get married to them, what we've heard is you don't know them yet, no matter what, mm-hmm. even right. if you've been dating them for yeah. two years. So, so, we just wanted to show that our hope in a successful marriage was in God's holding us fast and keeping us together, even though those lyrics weren't 
sung or anything like right. that. But right. yeah, but that was being played during the. But it was still program. intentional. It was an intentional yeah. decision. Yeah. It yes. wasn't just uh, just play something. Yeah. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, okay, and then so communion happened privately, just among your two families. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh, which one little thing about that? Most people probably didn't notice this, but. For the whole first half of the ceremony, the communion <laughs> wasn't even out there. Oh. It was forgotten. The yeah. table was empty during the charge. And so uh, the, <laughs> the wedding coordinator was communicating to Pastor David while he was talking to pray so that Slow her brother-in-law could, bring, <laughs> could actually bring it up to the table. So for us... We both noticed like halfway through the charge that yeah. it wasn't up there. And we were like, and we were oh, like no. oh, no. We made eye contact. And then, <laughs> and then we, you know, Pastor David prayed. So we closed our eyes. And when we opened our eyes, there, there it was. It was, <laughs> it was like yes. nobody. I, I kept my eyes open and nobody actually brought it up. It just magically <laughs> appeared. Yes. <laughs> That's what we yeah. were. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was literally Christ. That's yep. what we thought. Miraculous <laughs> <laughs> communion. <laughs> we weren't even going to do communion. And yeah. then it showed up. We're like, wow. Well, <laughs> well it, it's evident now. So, yeah, we, we just thought when you guys were making eye contact, we just thought you were doting on each other. Yeah. That's uh-huh. all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was the point. Well, no, it was it, in all seriousness. It was very whatever happened. You're right. Nobody noticed, or at least I didn't. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah. So that wedding coordinator, uh, thinking on her feet like that. Yeah. Shout out to Jen. She, yeah. Yeah. She was a boss. <laughs> she really was. So, uh, did anything else unexpected happen that that you both were just like, uh oh, uh, what are we gonna do here? Well, so one thing we didn't talk about on the podcast that happened at the beginning was. Uh, we wanted for oh, yeah. the the whole congregation to stand as she walked past them. Yes. So I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But the yeah it was it was to kind of show each you know each row their support of of this marriage. And so we had Pastor David read something and kind of explain that. But the thing about this wedding is it was up in Michigan. And I, I have, I live, you know, lived in Iowa and then in Ohio. So most of my people couldn't come. I think I had about 50 people present. And anyway, the ushers ended up setting her, her, uh, guests on one side and my guests on the other. And so my side was like, completely empty that was not her side was booked (laughs) yeah and so when she was walking down aisle to aisle like her side was getting up (laughs) but there was like no one on on that side side. (laughs) so like from our perspective up at the top it was just like oh (laughs) but that i think that was the only thing that was a little bit disappointing yeah other than five minutes before we started her ring was in the car you know i picked up on something because it seemed like something that Pastor David said suggested, or wait, was he up there at that point? I don't know. No, not at that. Not at that point. Something that somebody said suggested yeah. that at some point the ring had been misplaced. Yes, it was yes. my dad. Okay. It was, I think okay. my dad. Now that you, because oh. when he came up to do it, he's like, "Do you have a ring?" Yeah, oh. yeah that was it. I think yeah. I, I may have said, "Oh, now I do." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like and that. and I kind of looked at Brooke yeah. like. 
wonder what that was all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a story behind there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Simeon for running into my room where I was waiting with all of my girls. And, and my mom is like, Simeon, you need to go get the ring. It's in the car. Run. And so he's like <laughs> running around trying to find the keys. And then he was like running. And I was fine because it was good. <laughs> and it was going to get, uh, yeah. Yep. It was going to, yeah. At least it got up there because yeah. I had left from Ohio to come up to Michigan to prepare for the wedding the Wednesday before and had completely forgotten her ring at Ooh, my house. Wow. So one of my groomsmen, his wife went over to my house, got the ring and then brought gotcha. it up. Yeah. So, gotcha. so it's just because like her mom gave us the ring and, and I don't know, like it was very early on that, that I an had excuse? it. So I just, <laughs> I just had, put, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had put it like the top, you know, drawer uh-huh. in my room and I just forgot about it. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't think about it, but, but she has it. We have it now. Yeah. yeah and we got it. We got married. Are so. you used to wearing it now? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've had I my I mean, you were already wearing I had my purity ring, ring actually, okay. first. So for years. Like, for, yeah, two or three years. And then I had my engagement ring. And then, yeah. So I'm used to it. Caleb, on yeah, the other hand. I know. No, the listeners can't see, but I don't have my ring. I, I asked him earlier this week, are you used to are you used to wearing your wedding band yet? <laughs> or you keep fiddling with it and stuff? And yeah. he's like, actually, I'm not wearing it. <laughs> and I'm just like, I forgot hmm. it again. It's, it's just, too big. Yeah. We had, That's the problem. Yep. And so we actually, mine came in, it was too big. And then her, uh, one of her friends had like a rubber one that we used. It was still just a little bit big. That's the one I've been using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just uncomfortable. But we're ordering some more. We are. So tonight yeah. we'll do that. Tonight. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> Good. I'm going to ask you two about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> accountable. All right. Well, uh, tell me about how, Caleb, uh, did you choose um, All I Have is Christ? Is that the song? Well, that was my favorite worship song, okay. and she, I think, I already she wanted already to sing wanted it to sing it. So at my wedding, it just seemed was, like yeah. the best, yeah, the best. Because, like, all I have is Christ outlines the gospel in its entirety. The first verse doesn't even have any hope in it. Actually, it's just completely where we were at before Christ. And in the second verse, we hear about the sacrifice that he made on our behalf. And obviously the the chorus just points completely to the fact that Christ is where our worth, our value, our hope, everything is. All we have is him. He is our life. And uh, so we wanted to proclaim that as much as possible. And so we decided to do it in song as well. And it was it was a very impactful moment for both of us mm-hmm. too. So Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In that moment, I I was thinking about, like, all of my past sins mm. and where in my mind and my heart and even from God's point of view outside of Christ, marrying Julia is, is something I should never have been able to do, just yeah. very undeserving of that. And so recognizing that Christ has given me that life back that I didn't deserve, which included this opportunity to marry her, shows that it's it's not my marriage. It is mm-hmm. his marriage. Mm-hmm. So all I have is him. He's giving me this as a gift, and I need to use it in such a way that 
only proclaims and glorifies him and not mm-hmm. myself or use, I, you know, there's no room for me to use it for my own glory or pleasure or anything like that. It right. is definitely all his. So, And I was thinking that uh, if Caleb died and um, I had seemingly nothing that I could, I will live because Christ, uh, all I have is Christ Mm -hmm. and Caleb can't be my life. And I think for girls, especially for women, that's um, hard in a marriage because you want to, you want to need your husband and um, that's just the way that God made us. But remembering that Christ is everything that we have, everything that I have. And so if Caleb was gone and I lost him, that I would be okay because Christ Mm -hmm. is the focus. And and what a countercultural way to approach your marriage. I mean, because everybody's after their quote-unquote soulmate. Uh, Everybody's after the one who will, uh, you know, you complete me, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you guys aren't saying that. Uh, Julia, I think you would say, Caleb doesn't complete me. Christ completes me. Right. And, uh, and, and Caleb, I, I heard you say that this, this marriage, it's, it's a good gift from God, but it's borrowed. Mm. It's, it's a blessing mm. that the Lord has given us, and we're grateful for it, and we want to enjoy it. But if it doesn't allow us to point to Christ and give praise to Christ, mm. then it's, it, it falls short of, of its purpose. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And just what a, what a beautiful, countercultural uh, way to approach marriage, and that's so rare, and I'm just really encouraged by you both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it is, it's encouraged and challenged even my wife and I uh, in, in these recent days. So we've, we've talked several times about your wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, has, it has ministered and blessed us and and I have to believe that it has others that were there. Hmm, thank uh, you very much. Oh, praise so, the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. Anything else that that you might want to add, or that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Hmm. I don't know. Well, we did we did just play a song at the beginning of this podcast that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> So, uh, I, you know, I noticed something about Julia right away when we started dating, when I was able, when she started showing me her Spotify playlists and stuff like that. One of my favorite things, actually, okay, that's a lie. I have to, I have to go back. I found her Spotify account before I even knew her and listened to her playlist. (laughs) All right. (laughs) As a 25-year-old worship pastor with her in the (laughs) car. Isn't that terrible? All right. Glad I married her. Anyway, uh, so... She had she had several playlists on Spotify, and there were a few that were just packed with oldies songs, which it like got my heart right away. Like when I was younger, my dad he he had a truck. He would drive the three of us kids around, and he would always have the oldies on. And every oldies song was somebody's song. So like he's like, "All right, Caleb, this one's yours." And even if we didn't know it, we were supposed to like sing it and like go along. And so over time, we actually started learning the songs a lot and. They're just they're just all in my heart. And then another thing, there was a there was maybe one playlist in particular. I saw so many like songs 
with the name Julia as the title or the Julia was in it. There was like maybe three or four or something like that. I was like, hmm, she would she would really like a song with her name. I don't know in it. That just was something. So so way back then I thought I need to do that at some point in time. But it wasn't until her birthday, which was halfway through the summer, June June 8th, that I had my first like actual musical idea for it, which was two months before the wedding. I was like, no, there's no way I can pull this off. Let me just try it out. Let me try pulling something together and see. And the first time I actually sat down to put the music together, I was, I was like, I have to do this. I have to make this happen, which writing and uh rehearsing like getting a band together recording having it mixed and you know mastered within like two months was just like there's no way but the lord put it all together like i'm telling you what i was i knew exactly the instruments i wanted all the guys were available all of them were available for this one little like rehearsal we had like literally 45 minute rehearsal and then we went and recorded. The recording guy was free. He was like, "Yeah, I think we can, uh, we can open it up for uh, free, as in his time. I had right, to right, pay right. a lot of yeah, money, of course." Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so <laughs> the only thing that it kept me from doing was actually going to visit her more in Michigan. So, yeah, which was very confusing at the time yeah, for me because so I didn't know. So I had to lie to her and say I was working on the house. Oh, yeah, which I did. I painted a lot at the end, but. Yeah, I was surprised that she never like asked, "What did you get done on the house this week?" or something like that, which I would have responded with, "Uh, another lie." <laughs> but I, yeah, that's I right. I didn't this, ask. You. I was I had this plan because I couldn't say, "Oh, I painted this room" or something like that, because then I can't. You might ask. To what if see she it. asked for a picture? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. So I had to think of things that, but she never asked, so it was fine. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, the song came together, and now it's on Spotify. So I had it. Uh, so usually Spotify takes about four weeks for the song to actually release, and but you can set your own time and stuff. I finished it a week before. And I wanted I set it to go off on Spotify at five thirty, which on Saturday, which was the time of our wedding. And so I, I had told my friends about it and I had them check their Spotify uh, after the wedding during the reception. They're like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's there. I was like, so just Ugh. to confirm that yeah, it was up. Con- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was the last thing you said to me. We had to leave. We had Judah with us, uh, who, which is our six month old and uh, he was getting restless and tired, and so we had to leave to go back to the hotel and put him to bed. And the last thing you said to me was, check Spotify. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. So we got in the car and, and turned it on, and there it was. So, yeah. so it was a beautiful song. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, it was a good time, though. So, All right. Well, did you tell Julia about... Oh. What we do to end the... No, I don't think she knows about this. Okay. So the I think I told you the podcast title is From the Hip, and the intro music is like a hip-hop kind of a, a sound. But at the, end of, at the end of the podcast, we say, three, two, one, from the hip, we like, we say it out. So we have to do that <laughs> together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, so I don't know. Would you mind counting it off for us, Julia? All you got to do is just three, two, one, then we, from the hip. Yeah. Can you do that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. You I got this. Do okay. <laughs> do it. Three, two, one, from, from the, the hip. hip.